It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. Quarter, no, it's quarter number two, T. Frank. I'm getting ahead of myself here. A week off and I'm already messing up. Yeah, everyone anyway, wants an hour I'm... of T. Frank, right? You're already trying to fast forward it. <laughs> Get it done and over with. I'm Jim Galante. That other voice you hear is Thomas Frank Carr. We are here for a full hour of conversation about Penn State football, and it is quarter number two. Quick reminder that Keystone Sports, in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, we are offering you the opportunity in September to travel to Auburn for the Penn State-Auburn football game. Charter flight, get to stay at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and a great tailgate party at the stadium itself. Dustin and I will be along on the trip. We'll be doing a podcast from there that you'll get the chance to participate if you join us. For more information, just go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414. It promises to be a great time. There's nothing like going on the road with your favorite team. All right, T. Frank, we've been talking about Sean Clifford and this Penn State offense. And one of the things you brought up, which I find really fascinating, is that where Sean Clifford really struggled and last season it became evident the first half of the year, they're winning. They're 5-0. and Second half, after he gets banged up against Iowa, he was not the same while under pressure, whether it was he was just holding on to the ball too long, uh, trying not to run, trying to, ironically, trying to protect himself is the way he ends up getting sacked, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, and, and <laughs> that's trying to protect the football and trying to protect himself, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can go wrong when you're thinking of those things and not thinking of making the play. And and so this is the part two to, to dive right into it. And this is people have asked me about this when I brought all this stuff up is I don't know as a non-football player how an injury affects your mental process. Some guys, you know, at the quarterback position, you know, the Byron left, which throwing a touchdown or throwing a bomb down the field on a broken leg and then being carried down the field. You know, there's there's examples of that. But most guys don't do that. Most people do not operate from a clear mind when they are under the weather, like whether they're injured, whether they're not just not feeling good that day. I, I've had days where it's just like I'm just off and I'm bad at my job. I can't imagine what having what I'm assume we all assume was a rib injury. Um, I, I can't I, I don't know what that does to your mental processing when you're trying to play football. So when the decision-making is one thing, but the physical act of running, he did less, and he was in the pocket more because of that. I think that's pretty clear. Well, the other question, other part to this, T. Frank, is, is he under duress more often than other quarterbacks because of the shortcomings of the offensive line? So that that's a that's a tough one. I you know, and I didn't look up that specific information of comparing how many plays under pressure because it's the volume in which you're throwing the football and the efficiency of a bunch of different things in the offense. But what I can say is it was relatively the same amount of pressure if you're comparing 2019 where I was looking at the information 
and 2021, relatively the same. And he played an extra game in 2021 uh, as opposed to 2019 because I believe he missed a game after Ohio State with an injury. So, you know, he if you balance it all out, it's roughly the same amount of pressure. But there's no question more was on his shoulders last season and he was throwing the ball more, giving more opportunity for all of those things to happen. And this is one of the things that we talked about uh, that I think kind of sparked this conversation is when you take a look at what the offense was doing, they were not successful running the football. So they were throwing deep and short intermediate passes like they were. And, and then as the season went on, they went more to the bubble screen. They went more to outside quick passes, predetermined reads. And that supplemented the passing game. And I asked James Franklin about this, and he's like, well, it's just reading numbers, whether or not it's out there or if it's over top of the box. So that's where you decide where you go with the football. But it's still a decision he's got to make. That's still a pass he's got to throw accurately. That's still things he has to process. And those are just generally less effective, less efficient passes than throwing the football down the field. So then when he was asked to do that part, he, you know, he's already gone through all this other stuff. And one of the things he could use in those situations in third and long was he would break the pocket. He would he would make you pay if you blitzed and you played man coverage because he could get out and he could run. Once that was taken away, he was kind of a sitting duck because there was no other way the offense could move the football. So you've taken a limited offense and you've limited even more. And that's a lot of what you saw in the second half of the season. I'm going to ask you to make a prediction now. It's, it'll be a full season. I assume he's going to be fully healthy, at least for the start of the season. For that fact alone, do you think we're going to see more of the early 2021 season type Sean Clifford to start the 22 season? Uh, oh, Sure, sure, uh, because things are always better at the beginning of the season when you're, all your wrinkles are new. So all the things you're trying to do that year, the identity of your offense, whether or not people know from studying you on film, you always, excuse me, you always have some fresh things. And as the season goes on, if you're not good at your base stuff, your wrinkles matter less. And I think that's another conversation we've had of like, why was the offense not more creative as the season went on? It's like it was the same amount of creative. You just can't, you're not a, you're not a, a, a Las Vegas magician. You can't do everything by sleight of hand. You have to be good at something. So is Penn State going to be better in the beginning of 2022 at things? I think you might have the case where it's it's the same as 2021, where it's good, you're kind of holding on by the seat of your pants, but as those young players in the offense get more comfortable, you might have something where the team gets stronger as the season goes on. And a guy like Nick Singleton gets into the rhythm. If Catron Allen is a part of the conversation, the left side of the offensive line are both redshirt freshmen. So those players getting more comfortable, more confident, as long as everything holds, you might see a stronger team by the middle of the season than you do at the beginning because there's so much youth that they're going to be counting on at some point this year. How much, T. Frank, effect will there be on Sean Clifford and his performance by improving the running game, that that becomes a real threat as opposed to the way it was last year. There's hope. And I'm not asking you to yeah. say it definitely will happen, but it's a much reconstructed offensive line. Some new guys with some promise, the freshmen coming in at running back. But how much does an effective running game then affect how Sean Clifford, the quarterback, will perform? 
well, it's everything. And, and I know that there's some conversation about play action not being at all affected by uh, by by the actual running game. But if you're not dedicating numbers to the box because you can stop a team with just your front four, then you don't have to stack the box against the run. So the the real comparison here, and this is kind of the main thread, is in 2019, Penn State had a big shot play action offense. They could run the ball effectively, especially by the end of the season, and that drew people into the box. You had to stop the quarterback and two running backs. Clifford was an effective runner at that time. And that opened up single coverage where K.J. Hamler could go to work. And you had Pat Frymuth as a very effective chain mover, and Jahan Dotson was mixing in there as an intermediate threat and doing a good job at that. So you had a threat at every level of the field. Last season, Penn State had a deep threat, but they did not have the time to give the quarterback to throw an accurate pass consistently down the field. They had an intermediate threat that they didn't use in the tight ends that were not the same level as Pat Fryermuth. So it was all short, all short, all short passes. It was all Jahan Dotson. It was get the ball out of your hands quickly, make quick decisions. Next season, Penn State has the opportunity because they have more talent on the offensive line and at the running back position to create more balance. That you can then have those play action shots. Or you can then just take pressure via the appearance of a run game off the quarterback. So all those things can be a factor next season. Um, and I was looking at the offensive line as well back in 2019. And it, it wasn't a particularly special unit. I mean, you look at Rasheed Walker, who was, I think at that time, a redshirt freshman uh, at his first start at left tackle. Uh, Steven Gonzalez, a good player on the college level, didn't make it to the NFL despite numerous attempts. He's tried many times. Uh, Michael Mennett, Will Fries, and then you had Miranda and C.J. Thorpe. And there were some high highs there every once in a while, but that none of those guys were supremely talented. This offensive line has the chance to be more talented than that group. Now, they're younger, and that was the main thing, is Gonzalez, Fries, Mennett all played really well, but they played really well for, like, college. They weren't elite football players. They were good. They were dependable. They were solid. That's all you need from the run-blocking perspective and from a pass-blocking perspective. I think this unit can get there. I think that offensive line can get there. You might just have more peaks and valleys. There might be more terrible situations because of mental mistakes and then really good ones when they fire in all cylinders and that left side of the line is churning the way I think it can. So that's kind of what I'm predicting is as the season goes on, they might become a more dangerous team than they were to start the year. And that's with the development of the young offensive line. Let's Going back to Sean Clifford, and I want to go by your technical assessment of him, your scouting, the PFF reports on him. If you were coaching this team, we know James Franklin is not going to make a change. It's mm -hmm. going, he's going to live and die with Sean Clifford. If I made you head coach of this team, how inclined would you be to make a change? I know we know very little about the young quarterbacks, but I'm doing that more on your assessment of Sean Clifford. <laughs> well, here's the thing I'm going to do. I'm going to do everything in my power to blow out Purdue so you can get Christian Veyu in the game and you can see something. And you can just see what he does against another team that isn't wearing, that it's allowed to hit him um, for an extended period of time. You know, in the game, I th they play Ohio next year or something. I'm so bad at these things because it's like, what's next? And then I just like, that's the thing this week. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's Purdue the first week, I think like a MAC team the second week. Yeah. And Auburn the third week, I yeah. think. 
Yeah. So, yes, there's that second game that they should uh, win handily. Right. So I, I want to get as much information about the guys on the roster as possible outside of that, outside of Sean Clifford, if I can. Um, and then, you know, I just I, that's so hard. I don't know. And, and I would probably be inclined to stay with Sean Clifford as well, because, I you know, looking at the information, here's another thing we didn't even talk about. He was a better quarterback last season. His play from a clean pocket was very good when he was clean, and his play uh, throwing the ball deep was actually better than it was in 2019. Now, was it the best in the Big Ten? No, but if you can create an ecosystem around him, he is an efficient quarterback that knows all the answers. You, you just got to give him the opportunity to do it because he's not going to elevate the team. Uh, and, and that's a risk if you want to get rid of that. And there you have it, T. Frank's conclusion. Sean Clifford will be a superstar next season. That is it for quarter number two. Stick around. We're going to take your questions and ask T. Frank in quarter number three. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 